I don't think you I... can ever have a nightmare with Tyler Roberts in it because he doesn't threaten anyone. Hello and welcome back to Just Another Football Podcast. Back again. This time it is only myself and Fergal, but we will have a special guest in the form of FJC to talk more about Leeds United um, later on in this episode. But for now, Fergal, how how are you doing? Did you watch the Super Bowl? I did. By any chance? I did. I did so, yeah. I watched football, stayed up till three o'clock in the UK, um, and enjoyed it. it. Was well worth staying up for. Um, yeah, I don't know an awful lot about American football. It's one of these ones. I anytime I do watch bits of it, watch the highlights, whatever. I'm like, I wish I could commit more time to this. Interesting. It it, it, it really interests me, and, and I don't really have any understanding of the tactics of it. Mm. Um. I know the basic rules, so I'm able to follow it. But, mm. um, but yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to learn just learn more about it. It's a fascinating game. See, I I was in the same kind of place that you are in um, in terms of understanding the tactics of the game. But I like it, over the past year, I've started um, a sports business program, and the concentration is sports analytics. So we learning a lot about other sports that I hadn't known of. And yeah. inevitably we the kind of tactical dis- discussion comes up and, and even like assignments that I have to know the tactics of the game for. So I've, I've kind of had a lot more understanding since and I've watched like pretty much in some way or another, like I, I'd have on one screen Thursday night football because it happened to be streamed on, on Twitch, which is, which is really actually great. Um, but yeah, yeah, the game yesterday. Do, was, do, they, do they stream stuff on or put put stuff out in Nickelodeon? Is there Nickelodeon NFL? Oh, that was a one-off thing. That was in one of the I think the divisional um, round, which is like the quarterfinal, right. I believe. They they had one game on Nickelodeon. It was it was a fun concept, but when I watched the highlights, the, the some of the Nickelodeon clips, it was kind of cringeworthy. But maybe it's because my age versus the yeah, target not audience. Into, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a great game. It was a great game. Um, and I'm glad because the Super Bowl is often boring. It, and it kind of disappoints most of the time. But yeah, that was good. That was good. Um, very controversial ending. But it's a solid ending, in my opinion. There's like this uh, this bad call. I thought, that, I thought Ra- Ra- uh, the Rams deserved it, yeah. Yeah, all in all they did. I, you can't have seven sacks and, and win, you know? Yeah. Mantle. Even though in the divisional they had nine sacks and still won, which is bizarre. Um, so... They scraped through in the champ the the championship game. Yeah, they four, did. didn't they? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, fair play to them. Fair play to them. Congrats to the to the Rams and to the Cronky organization um, on this magnificent yeah. achievement. <laughs> um, but for me, at least, for other actual football fans out there the the bigger game i suppose that happened is chelsea winning the club world cup for a goal chelsea are world champions they've won it all except for the conference league by this point so you we are massive yeah we'll, we'll get around to that at some stage i'm sure we'll have a, a drop-off <laughs> season somewhere down the line and then we'll and we'll then hire... you will have won it all <laughs> Yeah, we'll hire a manager that nobody particularly likes, but he will win a Europe Conference League. <laughs> and that confirms Chelsea's um, status as one at all, greatest call of all time. Yeah, what do you make of the game? Um, very interesting result, really, because 
2-1 is tighter than you would expect. Um, it wasn't really... I was expecting a tight game. Um, like, we got uh, past Al-Halal just about. That yeah. was tight. Yeah. Uh, Palmeiras are a better team. Yep. Um, and um, so I was expecting a tight game just with how poorly Chelsea are playing at the moment and then how motivated the Brazilian teams are to win that competition. Um, so the combo of the two was expecting a tight game because they're going to play it like a big final and they're going to try and keep it tight. The penalty, the reaction to the penalty from the crowd behind the goal was mad. Really. Yeah, yeah, it was it was like the Palmeiras fans. They they definitely outnumbered the Chelsea ones, even yeah. though um, even though that there would be a decent amount of support locally in Abu, it was Abu Dhabi, wasn't it? Yeah. Um and um, for, for Chelsea, but um, but it was um, I like it was good to get the win. Thought both penalties were a wee bit suspect, a wee bit harsh, perhaps. If you give the first one, you definitely have to give the second one. Yeah. Um, I think both have have um have grounds to not being being given. Um, even though the, the both arms are in an awkward position, it's just like um one's really the the Palmeiras one's really close, and it's like a rocket of a shot. It's probably going in if if um. Or at the very least, a really powerful shot on target, um, and um, and then the Palmeiras penalty, it's like it's hit. That one's like there's not much less contact, less importance of contact. Hmm. His arm is in a more strange position. Um, yeah, he had it. He had it really out, didn't he? Close yeah, quarters, but it, he had it out like you don't need to do that. So, um. Yeah, it was, but I, I, to be honest, I, 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 I was saying to Ali before I watched the rugby instead. I had this on the second screen, so I was like, but in saying that, I said it before on the last one. I really did want to win it. I yeah. would have been annoyed if we, if we hadn't won it. But still, isn't isn't a massive trophy for me. It was more like, oh, that's good, a nice wee smile. Good to see the celebrations. The celebrations were great to see. Yeah. Um, from from uh, like the behind the scenes stuff, worrying about Mace Mance gone off injured, still yet to hear um what what that was. An interesting call which I didn't agree with was the fact that um Mandy started over Kepa. Um, because Kepa just... started the semi final. Kepa started the semi final. He's like the cup goalkeeper, like so. Although it's a, I think I think it's a regret of last season's FA Cup final, hmm. where we did get to a major final, and then the goal people thought that Mendy might have saved it. Yeah, there's and, and like, there's think... this debate about Liverpool as well, uh, Chelsea versus Liverpool final coming up, um, for in the in the League Cup final, um, two weeks time. That'll be. That'll I know be I know which goalkeeper I want to see in that. Exactly, uh, for both reasons, um, <laughs> being Irish and playing Liverpool. Uh, but there's this debate about oh, Kelher's started pretty much every game in the run, but Allison is, you know, our best goalkeeper, obviously. And with the current form, Allison's in. Allison's in great nick. You kind of wonder: Do you really want to risk it, or do you want to go with the one that started pretty much every game? I say pretty much because Allison did start a game against Arsenal at Anfield. 
So, yeah. who knows? Who knows what'll happen? I, 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 I think, think it will Klopp, be Kelleher Klopp, that starts. Klopp, but Klopp, Klopp said it after the last game. I thought yeah. he, he he said he would be, and I imagine he'd stick to that unless he gets injured or something. Yeah, something else happens. Um, but um, yeah, it it I I, I quite like it because I think it promotes a positive atmosphere within within the whole club. It's like if if you're doing well in these smaller competitions you know as a squad player you'll be rewarded if you do well mm. and i like that, that 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 ideology maybe maybe we did lose out maybe mandy would have saved that one for telemans and i think that's and goes back to that to to then put it in there but then Kevin might have saved the penalty, but <laughs> and then, then it could it could have still been one 0 or whatever. And I thought if it went to penalties, I wanted, um, I, I wanted him in him in nets, yeah. uh, like Kepa in nets, because he he's 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 incredible at penalties. Um, and for that reason, I quite I, I hope he does start the Carabao Cup. Um, but I'm trying to think who is. Is it, what, is it still Carabao? What's it called now? Carabao, yeah. It is still Carabao. It is still Carabao. You know what, Fergal? I, I, I'm tempted to call it Carling Cup. Carling? <laughs> I wouldn't blame you for the Scott Cup. It's a useless cup. Uh, so, whatever. Um, I'd, I'd, I would appreciate winning the Carabao Cup, but I did say before, a while back, didn't I? What's the point of the League Cup? Like, what are you champion of? Because there's the FA Cup already. That's the Knockout Cup. The, F, the Carabao seems like a... a intruder almost on english trophies but anyway like it's still a trophy i, I do want to win it obviously and i would hope to see keppa starting in goal for that reason but let's let's get back on track for the club world cup because al ahli achieved something that they they've done for the third time which is win the bronze medal and that's a huge deal but not just because they did win the bronze medal and they're only the second club to have three medals at the club world cup um after Real Madrid, but also this is the last time we'll likely we're likely to see a team outside of Europe and South America perhaps win a medal because starting next year or for where, whenever the next club World Cup is, it will be the 2014 format in the summer. So obviously, obvious European monopoly on that expected. Um, but yeah, bizarre game of football. Uh, 4-0 it ended for Al-Ahli against Al-Hilal, All-Arab Derby, which is a big deal in and of itself. Yeah. Two red cards for Al-Hilal. They seem to have, lack all kinds of discipline at all. My, my, my question about Al-Hilal was what trophy did they win? Because I wasn't quite sure. The Asian Champions just League. They won the Asian Champions League. There's another, was there another UAE team that was in it, though? There was another UAE team, but Al Hilal are uh, Saudi Arabian. Yeah, and the UAE team are the hosts because they won They're the, the, host, the right. league title. So that's right. That's okay, how it works. I was I was wondering because I knew there was another uh, um, Arab team in there, and I was wondering where they were, where they came into it. Yep. Also, knows there's a fifth place playoff as well. There is a fifth wait, place playoff because you know if you're eliminated first game, like what. Like you know, let's have another game. Let's have a proper order. Um, it's always weird and also it's a like big 17s. it's a big deal. It's like you know you're not gonna win the top one. You do want to know well 
where do we rank? You know, where where, where does our conference rank? You, I I get it. You do want like a, you do want to know, right? We are better than you know Oceana, whatever it is. Yeah, I've I said before that I would like to have the previous world champion from the Club World Cup play, and if they are in there, they would take the the second place to play again in the Club World Cup. But yeah, that was Ali winning third place, possibly for the last time, but magnificent achievement to, to do it three times, especially without 14 of their first team players. So yeah, here we are. The, the last real Club World Cup is over. And we'll move on to the recap of the previous game week of the Premier League after this. All right, Fergal. Your team didn't feature this this uh, game week. Oh, we're um, too being champions of the world. They're too busy being champions of the world. But there, there's been a few interesting themes. I want to talk about United one, Southampton one. Just because the goal that Southampton scored is, if I if it were scored against my team, I would want a lot of players in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Do you see it, the Jay Adams goal? Uh, I did. I can't remember it now. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll remind you. I'll remind you of what happened. So it's played out the back. It starts with the goalkeeper, right? Mm-hmm. Bruno Fernandes goes off on one of his iconic, by now, manic presses that are also pointless because the goalkeeper never really intended to play to the back line. But anyway, he pings a, bas- a pass out to the left back. Yeah. Marcus Rashford then is wildly out of position. He'd started on the right wing and he assisted the goal for, Z- for Jaden Sancho. Fair play. But he was entirely out of position. So the left back has the freedom to um, play the ball central. Paul Pogba is in tracking back. Or like is, is just like jockeying back in place along with uh, Marcus Rashford, who doesn't just doesn't make an attempt to make tackles. And then it just, it's essentially Harry Maguire steps in, leaves Che Adams free. It's slid into Che Adams' goal. Yeah. There are at least three mistakes, if not four, that are very obvious. And it's down. It, it was a combination of poor positional discipline, poor work ethic, and poor tactical awareness. Why? Why? Where? Where do you think, from a mental standpoint? And I, I know you like those the 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 kind of psychological theme of the game. What's mm. what's happening? Like, why are why are we watching this team just entirely demotivated every game? The three one yeah. one draws in a row as well. Yeah, it's. I don't. I don't know quite what it is. I've heard lots of people. With like different explanations about it, like as to you know, don't they haven't batting from the beginning that things were going wrong from the very beginning. You know they're getting called nicknames to coaching staff and um, all the other stuff. Um, I I do I do wonder if it is like just a transition period. Um, don't necessarily get the whole thing about like. He's only an interim manager, so why would you back him? Because he signed a three-year deal, and he'd be in 
charge of transfers afterwards. And at the end of the day, he's the manager, and and you you're supposedly. I, you know, but he's the manager. I get, I get, I get. If he was a normal interim, why it might there might be a lack of motivation there because yeah. you're like the the next guy's gonna come along soon. So you know this guy doesn't mean anything. This guy's gonna be deciding that they're gonna have an input into transfers. I would have thought. Hmm. Then again, with United, you just don't know <laughs> what way the structure is gonna be because yeah. their structure already is like you know the sort of four different people three or four different people in very similar roles with similar levels of influence um, and title and stuff like that. So it's, yeah. it's not quite clear what it is. Edward would only finally left there. Did he finally leave? I'm not even sure if he has finally left. But, um, he's, uh, but... They've announced that he's leaving twice. Once in the... Yeah. Uh, once so recently. There's, yeah, there's, the was... there's this sort of thing going on. So maybe Ragnik actually doesn't have much of an influence going forward. But from what I understand, he does. Mm. And that, you know, it'd be strange that the guy deciding the transfers and who should be part of the team going forward, why you wouldn't respect him. Um... But I, I don't know. I f- I mean, it might just be that they feel like the, the season's just out of their grasp mm. and Ronaldo has this thing like he didn't come to United to um to try and get fourth as their maximum goal he wanted to to win title so I wonder if he's been brought down to earth mm. him being a big personality it's, I think like it maybe maybe they did it's like their expectations were challenging they're nowhere near that and then as a result, it's just a, such a demotivating factor, uh, which is really unprofessional if that is the case. Yeah. But it's got, it is carrying on so long that it does feel like that's what it is. Like, it, they're just like, um, it, it does feel like an effort thing. Like, the, the one thing Southampton have is their work, worth, worth ethic. Work ethic. Work ethic. <laughs> Easy for you to say. I need to work on that. Yeah, but and they have they have, look they have some quality players like James Ward Price, hmm. and and Livermore and stuff like that. There is and Salisu's impressed recently. Yeah. Um, but like their big thing is like their press and how they work. So if, if United get beat by them, it's because they're getting outworked as a main thing. Um, yeah. Well, they drew, but they were outworked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um. Yeah, they did draw in fairness, but like. Yeah. It's a disappointing. It's a it's a disappointing result. Definitely for United, and it, things don't seem to be just clicking into gear. I I still feel like Ralph Ragnick might have went to change too much too early, and I feel like he's now regressed on some of his changes as well, which maybe makes him lose credibility within the squad if you're sort of going back on what you initially planned to do. Um, I think what makes him lose a little bit of credibility as well is him going out in press conferences and saying where our goal is top four and not being like, obviously they can't win the league. Now they're 23 points off, but like saying we're like top four is good. is good enough. And then you look around you and maybe the, the stance around the team is, Oh, it's West Ham Arsenal and now Wolves and Tottenham. So yeah, Wolves wolves are genuinely uh, like, well, they need contenders. to keep up. They need to keep up form that they haven't shown that they can before, like yeah. over a longer period of time. But if they do, if they do that, 
they're they have a chance of of finishing ahead a good uh, and potentially getting um top four. They are in the like the top four race, aren't they? They they are they're just about. I think they are, are just right. because they they have such a strong defense. Second you're, you're, uh, you're se- second least goals allowed in the whole league. Yeah, which is incredible. Um, and it, it it it's this thing again with the top four where it's like nobody wants it. it happened yeah. when Chelsea when Chelsea under Lampard got it. It's like it's like everybody's dropping points, stumbling over the line, and it's like it ends up just being like who can be relatively coherent for a top four team who's going to make it and it feels like it's going the same way mm. um which is why I, I i still think arsenal will do it because i just feel like they're um uh, do you think the they're west ham are out of it that's the only thing west ham i thought were out of it mm. and now out of bad results they are still in it um yeah arsenal, I, I, I think it's between arsenal. have three games in hand over west ham and they're one, two points behind if, if um, Arsenal go out and win those games in hand, there is daylight in between fourth and fifth. Absolutely. And that could be the decider then. But to kind of finish my point on Man United, if they're, maybe they're kind of look, looking around them and thinking, oh, we're, we're, we're better at least on par with these. We'll be fine. And if you're setting fourth as the benchmark for success this season, that's not a, a conducive environment for... Success, like Antonio Conte, even though they lo- they did lose two 0 to Wolves. Now we're talking about Wolves. Um, he he does he did say, oh, I'm used to fighting for other targets. I want to fight for the highest position possible. This isn't good enough, or some th- things along those lines, you know. Um, but yeah, you can't have you can't have a manager of Man United being like a fourth is good enough when last year you were second, fake second, I yeah. know, but. I mean, well, yeah, I, I, I think, I think he maybe could change. The other thing was the whole like Jesse Lingard thing. Yeah, and like, I, just I, things I, that I, are I, not conducive I, to a good work environment in general, like, like low standards. Uh, like obviously, I, there's I, the I, I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate that he's like you know if, if someone has a problem, come talk to me. Yeah. The issue, the issue is that you know they all have brands now. So if, yeah. if 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 it's made out that Green that Lingard wanted time off when in actual fact he didn't, that's been said in the press conference by a manager. Mm. Lingard needs to respond to that yeah. with it publicly. He can go in and have a conversation with 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 the manager, and you know they they can both know the truth between them, and that's good. But in terms of his brand and his image, mm-hmm. which is more and more important. Unless he has his own press conference, mm-hmm. and he has to put it out in social media and and explain the situation for his sake. So I think it's like it's unrealistic to expect footballers nowadays, especially at Man United of all places, especially mm-hmm. at a place which is like a brand is like they encourage players to have their own individual um, brands and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, well, brands in particular, not just personality. It's, okay. It's, it's, it's a brand like. Um and so Lingard's been you know had some bad PR yeah but in the way Ralph Ragnett sort of wants it he's not allowed to publicly react to that PR and the only the only thing I can imagine that would that would sort of fit Ralph Ragnick's ideas is in terms of this situation is if that in a press conference Lingard was there beside him 
Hmm. And then it's like, you're making a mountain out of a molehill then. If you're <laughs> having a whole press conference about something that could have been tweeted out in a statement. Yeah. Uh, or, or like the other thing is that if in fairness, Ralph Arnett could just go and, and go, I made comments about Lingard, I just want to amend them and, and correct that, which would mm. be fair enough as well. But I don't know, it's just like, he, he didn't seem to be getting the whole picture and like then maybe a bit flippant about the reasons why Lingard wanted to, if something was incorrectly said that made him look bad, it, it and it was said in the public discourse, it needs to be then reacted to that in the public discourse. Otherwise, it's just negative for, for Lingard. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just I I think his lack of experience managing is definitely hurting. Um, but yeah, some of the comments he's he's made have have definitely been been a factor in that. Staying I'm, on top four, uh, ju- ju- or just quite I I do think Pochettino is going to get the United job. I think oh, it's a, it's a definitely hard... yeah. But he's he's out of PSG officially at the end of this season, regardless of the results. Like even if they win the Champions League, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's I think been told him. So um, I think that's the way it's going to go. Yeah, I do feel the same. Staying on the topic of top four, Leicester City 2, West Ham United 2, otherwise known as Desmond of the Week. Um, and that's because Leicester City are incompetent at defending set pieces. Um, they've conceded at least one set, piece goals, uh, one set piece goal every two games. It's pretty much guaranteed that every game Leicester City will concede from a corner or a free kick or whatever. Um, they weren't lucky with this one, though. In fairness. Why? Well, it it does it does strike his arm. It does strike his arm, but from his sleeve, so it's it's within the rules. I was saying the same. I was saying it was it's a handball, and I'd be completely surprised if this was given. But it is holy sleeve. And one thing I learned. I this wasn't week, sure if it was holy sleeve. I thought it was like it was. It was. I I, I, I saw an angle of it, and I did, it didn't look like it was. It was. I I watched it once. So the in the in the feed, uh, during the replay of, of the goal, it does seem like it hits the lower part of Dawson's upper arm. So like at the, at the elbow region and they didn't really celebrate the goal that much, despite it being like in the 91st minute, but after the replay, after the fact, so like in the analysis studio and things like that, things have calmed down and they replayed it more slowly. And it definitely does strike all of the sleeve, nothing skin, like no skin at all. But back to the set piece defending, you can definitely see eight players from Leicester City uh, in their own penalty box defending that set piece. Only Dawson goes up for the for the corner. Like nobody was midair as he struck yeah. that ball with with his arm or whatever. And all in all, they're pretty bad defensively. They're they're the worst that expected goals against um, for the season. They have about 24 expected goals against, which is like five goals worse than the next. And they're not creating the best either. They're about mid-table in terms of chance creation, expected goals for. So that is that is an awful Leicester City season, complete write-off by a whole new set of center backs, four at least. Sell Vestigard, failed signing. And uh, so Yunju's time is, is pretty much up. Wesley Fofana is going to be back at some point by at least three or four other center backs and see what happens. But this is, uh, this is bad. I would I would, I would actually, there is a few, there would be a few Bundesliga and Liga center backs that would be really good, cheap options that, that they should buy. I, I think, I still think Leicester will bounce back from this. Um, it, with a better, well. I mean, with a better, like, back line, they would. 
because they're not the yeah. worst in the world going forward, but it's defending. That's it's it's, it's, like, it's like whenever Liverpool lost, like had a crisis at Senegal, you ended up with Ndidi playing out of thing, position, yeah. and um, and it, it ended up having a knock-on effect if so many other players aren't playing in their favorite position. Mm. And then James Justin was just back, and then he got a knock as well. Yeah, he got um, injured. He did. Um, yeah, difficult so yeah, times for them it, back. Difficult times. All right, um, we'll move on to Burnley nil, Liverpool one. I thought the the main thing to say here is that I thought the discipline of the back line was very very good from Van Dijk and Matip um, in terms of holding a good offside trap. They knew exactly what the game plan was. Put Val Vakers on Van Dijk. Um, or on Matip specifically, and just lump the ball forward into his general direction. And they did almost create a few chances off of that. And sometimes it would be long balls that are um, that Valvegas can, can have a run off the shoulder. But th- there were so many offsides, like so many. But yeah, that's the main point, really. We did concede a few chances. Allison was in top, top four. Even on the chances that were offsides, he kind of had to show his quality because they were that tight. Like, they would have um, not counted if, if these goals went in. Um, but, yeah. Allison, um, that we were saying at the start, weren't we, about how Keller is going to start the cup final. I'm not so sure. I say start your best keeper for the biggest game of the season so far. Um, but, yeah. I, I, I'd find it strange that Klopp would go back in his word, though. Yeah, I, I don't think it will happen. Also, Fabinho scoring his fifth goal of 2020, which is just fascinating. Everton leads 2022. United... His fifth goal of 2022, yeah. Fifth goal. <laughs> you, did just I say 2020? you just said 2020. You just said 2020. 2020? Did I say that? <laughs> wow, okay. This is staying good. This is staying good. Moving on to lower ends of the table with Newcastle United um, winning their third game in a row. How, how boring is that? Um, I, in fairness, I don't think it is boring. The fo- the football on St James Park has pretty been pretty exciting. Yeah, sure. Uh, um, it, look, at this point, I think like at this point, Newcastle's story, uh-huh. I feel like you might as well go along with the positive narrative. Oh, um, good for the community. Good for the Newcastle fans. They're happy yeah, again. I the mean, atmosphere I, seemed I, great. I still don't really mind if they did go down. I think it would be kind of funny, but I actually think they're, 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 looking, they're looking good. Um, and they're still not playing Gimaraes just yet. Gimaraes um, was a 90 minute appearance in this game. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, does he even have a place in the squad at this point? They've won three in a row without him. You know, what? what is he going to improve? They had Joe Willock, John Joselvi, and Joel Linton start the last three games. They, and they, they've been good. They've been good. Kieran Trippier scoring a second consecutive free kick. And then getting a broken ankle. And we'll have surgery. That's a huge loss. Because Trippier has been kind of the playmaker for Newcastle for a bit. Um, in, in the three or four games that he's played. One of their main chance creators. And mm-hmm. now that's gone. So that will be a huge challenge. challenge yeah. Um, just in terms of leadership for small yeah, it, but it, other it, just being the main man it could be massive for them losing that and maybe that's where Gimaraes will step up instead of in terms of chance creation and, and progression of the ball um mm-hmm. he might fill that void in a different way than uh, Trippier was but um 
but yeah, it, like it, it, it's going to be interesting the the whole thing. But um, it, it's it's it, it, the buzz around St James Park is it's it's hard not to admire and like that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, and I can't get too high in my ear. I'm a Chelsea fan after all. <laughs> yep. All right, we'll leave it there. Um, uh, because now we uh, we will move on. We will meet our good friend and friend of the podcast for yet another appearance. FJC is is gonna join us after this for some Leeds United discussion because it is spicy up there. FJC has joined us. Hello, FJC. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing Great to be well. back on. Great to have you back. Um, now, how are you in the Leeds United context? Um, well, after that game, I'm pretty annoyed, but it's to be expected when Bielsa decides to play a midfield pairing of Farshaw, not Farshaw, Click and Rodrigo. Uh, I, I found that strange, Rodrigo oh, actually it's... being really deep, but I find it also fascinating. I, I'm, that I'm surprised that uh, Bielsa. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's the first time I, I've heard I've heard uh, Forrest be be so so slagging Bielsa off so much. This this is intriguing. Are, are things starting to frustrate more and more? I know I know no. I like Leeds. My dad's a Leeds supporter, so I always keep an eye out on Leeds. Watch a good few of the games, and he's, a lot of things have annoyed me. But this is the first time I'm hearing it from Fergus. Well, in that game, it, it was annoying just because the Villa game on the Wednesday, it was clear that Click and Rodrigo together just doesn't work because yeah. it leaves you serve vulnerable on the break. But what is it, three and a, three and a bit years into his reign at Leeds, at Leeds, and it's one of the very few things that I've had to criticise him on, sir. Yeah. He has done pretty true. well for himself. And and how how much did it hurt that it was... Lampard's Everton that that you you got beat by. Is is there still any animosity t- towards Lampard uh, among Leeds fans? There's always going to be animosity between Leeds fans and Lampard just because he's a Chelsea legend in one Chelsea, way, in one way yeah. anyway. Yeah, and then Spygate and everything to do with that has inflamed it a bit. But I I wouldn't say I'm that annoyed that it's Lampard. I'm more just annoyed that. We just look probably the worst performance of the season, and we've lost seven nil to City in this season. So, wow, yeah. that's uh, that's quite the statement. Um, is that to do with the fact that you've started such an unusual or slash unfavorable midfield pairing? Was that the main issue, um, or was it the fact that Daniel James was kind of starting up top, up top on his own, and Rafinha was subbed up uh, subbed off in the process <laughs> and? There's, there's been, there were a few weird things happening in that game. Um, was there a deeper tactical issue than that, or is it just because Rodrigo was in the base of midfield and it didn't really work? Well, it's, it's more click on Rodrigo, but Rodrigo, clicks, clicks looking like he's reached the stage of his career where he just doesn't have the legs to do that role anymore. And when, when, mm. when you don't have Phillips anyway, and you've got. Farshaw on the bench, who's been arguably one of the best players of the season for us. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to not not bring him back in, especially after how intense the game against Villa was. 
Yeah, that is I, true. What is the deal with Rafinha? Has an explanation been ex been given about why he was subbed off? Well, he was poor against Villa anyway, and then he wasn't really doing that much uh, against Everton. So, so, it, it, Bielsa, so said he I... wanted, he, Bielsa said he wanted to move James onto the right. So, okay. to do that, you've got to take off Rafinha or Harrison and... Uh, Harrison's and, probably and, deserved more game time than Rafinha recently anyway. And this might be a bit personal, but um, in your nightmares, does, does you know, when, whenever there's like the walls are closing in uh, or, you know, like that sort of dream or, or you know, whenever there's like a load of spiders crawling, crawling up me, whatever this, the nightmare you usually have, as, as, as Tyler Roberts started appearing in them, just walking through the door and... Ah. and because <laughs> i i'm getting that a bit and tyler roberts just just turns up and, and well, just contributes nothing i don't I, think you I, can ever have a nightmare of tyler roberts in it because he doesn't threaten anyone <laughs> <That's good. laughs> oh, nice. i can't i still don't understand this obsession with tyler roberts over galhart over joffy I, I can understand starting him over him but i can't understand when you need to get back into a game back. Yeah, because Joffy's so much better at just coming off a bench and getting the rest of the team up just from his attitude. But I think he's been an unfair scapegoat anyway, Roberts. But because he's, he's, only... he's definitely not. A lot of the times he's not the worst player on the pitch. But as you say, he just doesn't. As a sub, you're just like you know he's not really going to make a difference. Yeah, yeah it's um, like if you're at a home game and he's coming on, you can feel it in the stadium that no one. Everyone's, you can, it's almost like the whole stadium groans. But he doesn't really deserve the criticism as much as some of the other players this season. But so, he shouldn't so what, be getting the games that he's been getting either. Uh, so, so what are the, what's the what's it looking forward like for for for, for Leeds? Well, what what are the hopes you've got? A tough run of games coming up against oh, yeah. um, um, Man United next. You know, you got the. Yorkshire, the Rose Derby, uh, if I got that name that right, <laughs> uh, and yeah. um, the, uh, the then Liverpool leads Tottenham, Leicester. Now, in fairness, United, Tottenham, and Leicester all aren't playing that great. So perhaps you've, you've got a better um, chance against them than what the the names of them give you. The fact that they're bigger teams, but still a tough run coming up. What what are you expecting? Are there are there many players back from injury that's gonna um, help you in these next month or so? Well, I think Firpo's meant to be back, but Dallas went off injured against Everton anyway, so he's sort of losing one one left back for another one anyway. But Yeah. And Phillips is, in, I think, due back in the start of March, and I think Cooper's due back in as well, but Bamford's not, not got any, any sign of coming back at all, really. Yeah. I think Bamford's had a poor season. He's had... How many appearances in total? Maybe two that I can remember. What's what's going on Probably. there with with Bamford? I genuinely Just keep don't picking know. Just injuries. Just injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. That's. Uh, that's he, did he have two? That he came back briefly and then got another. He had he had his return against Brentford and then he pulled his hamstring in that and then he picked up another injury after his hamstring recovered. So, oh, Joan, I don't know what how it happened, but. I think it's something to do with his foot, but he can't even run at the moment, so... Popped his violin on it, did he? <laughs> something like that, yeah. Um, That's pretty incredible. Now, I want to ask a broader question 
um, because the transfer window passed and you didn't really sign anyone. Um, how do you view the this decision or indecision? Is it down because I I honestly don't know as well. Is it down to financial restrictions or was it just a Bielsa decision, a higher management decision? What 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 went on there and what's kind of your take on the on the window in total? Well, we, there was a big push to try and get Brendan Aronson from Salzburg, but that is true. Yeah, they've decided that they want they want to have him there to get spanked by Bayern on Wednesday or whenever it is. Ha. <laughs> yeah, but I think the message from the club is the money's there to be spent, but they don't want to spend it on players that are basically at a similar level to what we've already got. And they, I think they feel they feel comfortable enough with what we've got at the moment. That it's enough for, to sh- that it should get us by, by this season, and you can't you, in a January a window. Call. You can't really can't really sign anyone without spending even more of a premium. Yeah, and I, yeah, I I think that's a brave call not to get the centre mid. I suppose the the centre mid it was it's it's something that you've been wanting like well, from the summer. Well, we yeah. haven't signed a centre mid since we signed Farsha, which is about three and a half years ago or something like that. And he only got his first appearance there this season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, he got yeah. Lewis Bate in fairness. You, you signed him in the summer. Yeah, he's not ready yet, but he, he'll be a good player when, when <laughs> eventually when he when he decides that he's had enough of waiting for Bielsa to stop playing other players ahead of him. Okay. Um, do, but, is there any... I know that is it the San Francisco owners that are linked with uh, Leeds? Yeah, there's an agreement with San, with them to if they want to buy us, I think they can pay what they want, pay an agreed fee or something. But do you think there's any reason that you're perhaps going for an American player? Is is or or am I, I uh, have I got my tinfoil hat on there? Well, I think it probably they'll probably like that, but I don't think it's uh, I think it's just a coincidence that because yeah, I can't okay. see Bielsa saying, okay. "Yeah, I'll sign this player because the owners want him." And it is, do you think Bielsa will stay on past this season? Well, if if it is true that we're in for Aronson, it makes sense that Bielsa would be wanting to stay on a season, but I don't know. You never know. It's, you ne- you never know with him and. The way that this season's gone, he might think that. that if he goes like, down, do you think he'd but... leave? If he's went down, do you think he he would leave? It, uh, it's a weird one. He might he might have a thing where he thinks he owes us getting back up because he's taken us down. But at the same time, he might think that he's he's failed, so he shouldn't be allowed to have the job anyway. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's always a unique situation with Leeds since we also came in, really. Oh, yeah, you know you have him for the season. But what about next season? What's going to happen there? Um, in in my opinion, like, first impression, and you'll know better than, than I do, obviously, is it kind of hinders future planning then because if you're if you're key, kind of keeping higher-level management on their toes in terms of, oh, uh, like, you, you're just not making a decision on your future for at least the next season, then how can you strategically plan for future transfers or just future strategy in general if you don't have a manager that's already there or at least another managerial target that you can line up based on Bielsa's decision not to renew? Well, I think uh, every season they're always looking at targets for 
if in the in the scenario where he leaves. But even then, they'll be looking at managers that are sort of similar style because he can't have the same style as Bielsa anyway. But exactly similar in terms of high high press possession based football. So yeah, either way, I, I... You, the, play, the the players that you're looking at are going to be pretty similar anyway. I always yeah, I would have thought that like with a team like Leeds, like especially just being newly promoted, you always have to have to be planning for if you went down. But I'm sure that they have a, a, a transfer strategy if that was the case and know the players that are more likely to leave than others and where that would and also if it's like if they if Leeds did go down it's like the Norwich style where they haven't spent they can actually offer contracts to their the important players that would bring them back up very quickly, that sort of thinking. But um, like they might be able to keep a hold of Bamford, what because they don't need to sell, and that sort of thing. Yeah, and um, his stock's probably gone down this season by just being injured as well. So. Yeah, and, and he, he, you know, he was brilliant in the championship. But I, I'm, I'm still backing these to, to, to the. I, I just can't believe that you after being so good that you would go down. But it is getting tighter. The Norwich is picking up form. Newcastle are picking up form. Is it? it what, 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 who, where do you see the good performances coming from? Where do you see the results coming from between now and the end of the season? And what needs to change for for those results to happen? Um, well, I'd say I'd expect once Felix is back, the performances will pick up a lot just because of how good he is. But I think. These next 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 few games, we'll had to take three points from the four of them, really. Mm-hmm. But we've got a buffer anyway. We've ahead of Norwich, and it, it's just you can't you can't lose against Norwich when we play them in five games time. Yeah, that yeah. just will throw it all away. But <laughs> if you do lose to Norwich, then at home, then like, yeah, if you go down, you deserve it. Um, but no, um, so. The the lead is quite healthy right now. You're in with a game in hand um, over Norwich, so you're 23. Norwich have played 24, but the difference is six points. So assuming you won one of yeah. them, um, well, and... that game in hand is against Liverpool, so that's an easy three points. Yeah, for 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 Leeds, of course. <laughs> well, maybe it's it's in and around the Carabao Cup final. We might be too distracted by such a massive trophy. That we play the kids against you or something, then yeah, so that's an easy three points for Leeds. Um, but yeah, but Klopp doesn't care about the League Cup anyway, so he'll probably put his best team out against us and then play the kids against Chelsea. It's true. He's starting <laughs> Kelleher. He's starting Kelleher and goal outrageous. Um, that's that's a good point. So you, you kind of don't know, don't you, uh, if if that's going to be three points or not? But do you, is what are the chances of of Leeds United then finishing that run of five games? So you you have Man United, Liverpool, Tottenham, and Leicester to play, and then Norwich. When you reach Norwich, do you think you're gonna be in a fight, or like where where do you see Leicester at that point? I'd expect us to be in a fight, but I'm expecting us to be in a fight for most of the rest of the season, just because of how how the performance has been so far, and yeah. all the little interruptions that we've had to getting into a flow of stuff. So. I mean, if I, I think this is the way they are, then definitely. Yeah, I think your big competition uh, and a good barometer is is at Brentford. 
if you can better Brentford's results between now and the end of the season, I think you're you'll definitely be safe. Yeah, I think we're level on points with them now, aren't we? Or one point behind it, them. It, it's it's one, one point behind. Yeah. I I, th- I think Everton will improve. Newcastle look like improving. I think I I am um, obviously they're they're not out of the woods yet. Like it, they they've had a couple of good, one good result for Everton. I expect with their quality of player, they, 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 I feel like they, if that Coverland stays straight, they they should uh, safety in with a man like Frank Lampard at the helm, you know. But um, but Newcastle, yeah, we were just discussing about Trippier missing out. Uh, yeah, that's uh, a big uh, loss for him, but ma- massive loss. So I think, but I think I I see Brentford dropping off because they haven't been playing well. They're not getting uh, the results. Um, I, unless Christian, uh, Christian Eriksen comes back soon, but as far as I know, he's about a month away f- with fitness, and they have it, to be. I think he him. got an assist in a friendly today against Southend or something. But he's got Josh the Silva, Josh the Silva back as well. But Josh the Silva. So yeah, they they have they have. I I think I think Leeds Brentford is is one to keep an eye on as to who gets the better results. And if you can keep up with them, I think that that'll you, you, you and do better than them between now and the end of the season. I think that'll keep you up. I'd be yeah, that's what I'd, I I was looking at. I'd expect us to be able to do better than three out of the four of Watford, Brentford, Burnley, and Norwich. But yeah, it's yeah. it's gonna Which it's is... gonna be real tight. It's gonna be tight. Don't don't discount Burnley from the conversation too. I mean, they have five games in hand or something. Four, three, three games in hand. Um, and they're only three points behind Norwich. So who knows? Who knows? But Leeds in a relegation fight, then I think we all agree. You're lucky enough that uh, George isn't here well, today. He he doesn't think well of Leeds. In in our moment, but it all comes down to how our next one of games goes. But... Yeah, yeah, we'll I mean, see. Because if, if we'd have been... If we'd have or beaten Everton, if we'd have been, you'd have pretty much said we're out of a relegation scrap. Oh and yeah, Everton are really in it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But um, I'm I'm looking at the the baseline tracker on the other fourteen, and um, Leeds, Brentford are on zero, and Crystal Palace on or sorry not Crystal Palace, uh, uh, Leeds on minus four, same as Crystal Palace. That's the that's an indicator for the. Uh, relegation battle as as to how many points you've already accumulated at home, and uh, the other fourteen on Twitter. If you're interested yeah. in that, that's but thirty nine uh, points, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. From th- it's really complicated. I I don't want really to explain it. All. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, it, it's basically if you're minus four, you're on course to get thirty five points. If you zero, you're on course to get thirty nine. But I think go. it'll be thirty five or more will probably get you up, keep you up this season anyway. There yeah. you go. All right. Thanks for explaining that, and uh, for for your Leeds United insight um, concerning times. But I think I think Leeds United will be fine. Um, maybe not George. Don't say that, Ali. Uh, if, oh if, no! If the, injury, if, the, if the injuries subside <laughs> and Phillips stays fit for the rest of the season, um, and and I think some of the other players pick up form, then yeah. But it's, it, it is a few ifs. Well, if we just start starting Farshaw again, we'll be fine. But he <laughs> just yeah. Farshaw on just his own. Just start Farshaw. Farshaw and Joffy on his own, on their own. Well, 
FJC, thank you so much for being on. And if I curse Leeds United from there, yeah, cheers you for having me. Then I apologize in advance. So sorry about that. And uh, we will move on to the next set of segment. Champions League happening this midweek after this. All right. Thanks, FJC. That was awesome. Especially the part where was... I cursed Leeds United. Fergal, you're not on the yeah, Alcott Discord. That wasn't awesome. All the time. Um, but in the last, like, two weeks, everything I say doesn't happen. Well, even the Super Bowl, even weeks. the Super Bowl, I said it's starting to feel like it's not LA. Uh, it's not. Um, it's not uh, the Rams' day, and then they came back. Yeah, I said in the this this card last night when he said that I might put it out on the Rams now, and I wish I had. <laughs> you should have. Bloody hell! Okay, um, are we keeping FJC on for the Champions League? Up if you want to stay FJC. on, I mean, up to you. Um. Yeah, why not? All right. Give you, give you an extra man just because two can be harder to do it. We keep things going, Kai. But at times, but okay. Here we go. I'm gonna start again. We do PSG, Real Madrid, and Inter, Liverpool in the main because the other two are foregone conclusions. Here I curse them again, um, and so we'll do quick prediction on each one, and then move on to Syria. <laughs> I just have a fancy. <laughs> okay. What? Uh, I'm just like, <laughs> I haven't been paying attention to any of these foreign teams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be picking a yeah, yeah, out of my arms. Rule Britannia. Give a table and see the out. See the table. Where's Inter? Uh, okay. So, okay. Again, we'll do PSG Real Madrid. And is it we'll, we'll, just we'll the a... first leg prediction or, or the no, whole No, we'll do a round of prediction on who's going to qualify. And then next game week, uh, so next episode, we'll do a quick prediction on who's going so to qualify. So just, just out of these four teams, right? Oh, just pick a team that's going to go through. Okay. Just pick a team. Uh, out, of these, out of the games this week. Yep, exactly. Okay. Uh, if you yeah, want to, if you have a quick point to make, then you can say kind of with I'm the prediction. I'm not going to have any points. <laughs> I'm not going to have any points. Okay. All right, going again in three, two, one. Yep, it is the Champions League. It is back, and this week, the probably the headline fixture is PSG Real Madrid. Um, not the the game I'm most keen on on watching, um, but it is the headline, and it will be good to see one of them get knocked out. As far as I'm concerned, it's like former Galactico versus current Galacticos uh, face off. Exactly. Um, exactly. Is it, is it, you, um, it'd be interesting. Ramos go back to them as well, I suppose. Um, so there's quite a good, like, few storylines running through it all. A couple of ex Barcelona, a couple of ex Real Madrid, and mm-hmm. um, two great teams going at it. Going at Sadly, it. Um, I think Ramos is injured, but Where is he? Oh yeah, he might be injured. <laughs> yeah, that is true. He is injured. He is injured. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. He's facing the stands. Obviously, the camera will pan to him. That is inevitable. Um. And uh, the commentators would go, oh, Sergio Ramos, he's one of the greatest fans of all time. He's in Real Madrid. It's guaranteed. Put it in a bingo card or something. Well, who's going to win? Fergal. Um, I'm going to go with Real Madrid. Um, still don't fully rate PSG. The fact that Messi's not firing is like... Uh, 
like not totally firing to, to what he was. I, I, I don't know. It's just something about this PSG team. The fact that they've sort of already decided that Pochettino is going to go like all of that um, leads to to that. And then Real Madrid, as I know, are on okay form um, and doing okay. Yeah. To be honest, I, I, I'm not entirely sure that it could go. Really, could go either way. The the are two great teams, but something about Real Madrid and Champions League and PSG getting to go through again. I, I think it feels like that way. Fergus. Yeah, I think I think PSG might win tomorrow, but I don't. I'm not not sure they'll win the over two legs. I think the. Di Maria being in instead of Neymar is actually helping him, I think, with a bit of more balance in the midfield. But yeah, you can't trust PSG in the Champions League anymore, ever, really. But Well, it's I think it's useful to note that PSG did win against Man City earlier in the season. And it was 2-0, so they did keep a clean sheet. Although Bernardo said they missed like, three chances. dominated in both games, though, didn't they? But exactly that. So well, PSG... well, one of them was like a spectacular goal. But what didn't what, what Messi scored on? Messi scored on his debut. Yeah, it was like a one-two Champions League debut. Uh, it's like a one-two with uh, um, Mbappe and like Mbappe flicked it back and then Messi skipped past one and two and then whipped it off corner. An outrageous goal. Um, yeah, so like I wouldn't read into that much. It was exactly like, their, their quality players took that chance and then. I'm pretty sure Man City should should have should have taken their chances and would have won it. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I'm You're not right. convinced by PSG. Me neither. Um, they have been conceding something like one and a half xG every game so far in the Champions League, and that's Real Madrid. Like that's Karim Benzema and uh, Vinicius Junior. They've been outrageously overperforming yeah. in front of goal this season. Um, like something like five goal overperformance for each. Versus expected goals, so when well, if they will take their chances when they come, and they will come because not none of the PSG front three really press, so it's going to be easy to to transition and and create goal scoring opportunities. I would go with Real Madrid too, uh, going through. Um, so that's that sorted. Uh, very quickly happening on the same day, Sporting Lisbon, Man City, Man City in agreement. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel like the same. It does feel like, like a, banana skin. Yeah, it does feel like banana, banana skin. skin and potential Leon fixture. Um, they 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 seem like sport. Leon-esque elimination. Yeah, they like no team at this stage is a pushover. Um, yeah. And so I, I I do wonder will will Guardiola do it again? But no, I'd imagine Man City go through yeah I, i'd say so it would be outrageous if they didn't sporting shouldn't have qualified in the first place it's something mad about um Borussia Dortmund just not yeah. just just being bad <laughs> in the group stages nah, uh, Sebastian Coates is going to score an overhead kick to knock out City yeah that's the one <laughs> that's the one let's have it um okay so uh FJC's uh, backing Sporting. You're in here first. I'm, I'm not Who's really backing the... Sporting, but okay. Signed, <laughs> club, right? signed, signed Marcus Edwards, didn't they? He's that young uh, the uh, yeah. from the Tottenham he... Academy. It's quite good. At I, 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 I can't imagine. I don't. I don't know if he'd start an arc for them. I don't, I don't know too much. But, it's a shame um, it's not Lisbon, but how Benfica even? Yeah. Then, then yeah. I would know 
the team inside out, well, to be honest, they're going to get stuffed. Whoever, whoever, I think they've got, they've got Ajax, I think. Yes. Um, They're going to get absolutely pumped by them. Because um, they're, they're terrible when I saw them live. And Ajax have been outrageous, too. They've conceded like six yeah. goals in the league all season. The, the, the best offense, too. All right. Happening the very next day. Um, Another another banana skin scenario with Salzburg and Bayern. I think we all expect Bayern to go through there. They did lose 4-2 to Bochum this game week. Uh, uh, this game week of the Bundesliga, I think it was Bochum. Yeah. Quite bizarre. Well, they I, seem I, to have I, those I, pop-up I, mad results every once in a while, just I, to let the, everyone yeah. know it is a competitive league. Like, they're not I, really I think, I think the they'll have picked the banana skin off and put it in the compost. But, like, they, <laughs> they, 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 they'll have gotten rid of that. And then, as a result, I think there'll be a bit of a reaction. And Salzburg are going to get um, pumped. Oh, you know what's going to happen. Abenson's going to going to score a hat trick and knock out Bayern and get a big money move to a bigger club. FGC, that's <laughs> yeah, why he's going to put himself out of the price range of Leeds. Exactly. Uh, the the narrative building is is exceptional. Let's have that. Uh, but no, Bayern go through. Let's not have that. Perhaps the most interesting one into Liverpool. I, I Liverpool have been too impressive. I don't I don't watch enough Serie A, but Liverpool have, have just been really impressive. Know the interplay with five at the back, yeah. So, but I feel like that would suit Liverpool, like the the freedom of the wide spaces. Especially if Elliot, if if that triangle that I raved about at the start of the season, Trent, Elliot, and Salah can get cooking again, hmm. again against the five at the back with the interchange of positions. Uh, you know, everyone having to go up being the wider man. I feel like um, that could cause havoc. Um, but Inter are going to be tight and um, uh, cause problems and um, in, in their own ways. Um, got a good, really good front line of 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 Jaco and Lataro uh, Martinez. Yeah. yeah, that I think that is why it it does depend on our form defensively, really, um, because we yeah. we haven't been the most consistent defensively. It does depend on team selection because if Konate starts, I think that might be a little bit of a problem um, as opposed to Van Dijk and Matip, which I think is the best defensive partnership that we have at the moment. But Klopp is, sometimes does these changes that you don't expect, really. You might find him starting with Henderson and Milner in the same game. That would be an issue if, if that happens. I can't see him doing that now. I'd, I think I would the, be the very surprised Henderson and Milner together in the shock me. big games is over. I think, but yeah, and Henderson's been uh, been uh, somewhat off it. I'd back Liverpool. I'd back Liverpool, but not completely, not with full confidence. I'll just go Liverpool. I'll just go Liverpool. See what happens. FJC. I, I I'm going to go into. I think I think it, Liverpool struggle against back threes. Like Brighton were vulnerable, weren't it? Did Brighton play a back three? Or am I just they, are, they, do. they usually play a back three, but they they do play a back three for most every game. The Wolves game was a big struggle for Liverpool as well, and Spurs as well. I don't think Salah suits playing against the back point. three. Yeah, and that that into midfield of Barella and Brozovic. Barella is really good. Barella is ridiculous. That's why I'm like, don't, please don't start Milner, and, and let's just have Fabinho, Keita, Thiago, our best midfield three, or Fabinho, Thiago. Yeah. Fabinho, Thiago, Elliot, or Fabinho, yeah, Thiago. Let Barella skin him and get Thiago sent off. Nice, <laughs> easy him to win. Off. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Thiago isn't um, the most reliable uh, defensively, but but Fabinho will handle him fine. 
Uh, yeah, Fabinho Keita Elliot would be would be my final choice. Um, Inter, interesting. I think that's the first choice we've not agreed with, and that kind of subs up Inter Liverpool as being the most exciting of those set of uh, game weeks. Obviously, the other four games will happen next week, and then we'll be discussing our predictions for those. Uh, I think when this episode has gone out, PSG and Real Madrid will have already happened in Sporting Man City too. Um, yeah, maybe we should just do another take and edit it so that we've got PSG right. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll edit that in. Uh, <laughs> let's do it now. No, we didn't do it. Okay. Um, all right. I wanted to touch up on Syria. Ah, speaking of Inter, because Inter drew with Napoli 1-1. And then Milan won, uh, or Milan, Milan? Milan. Won against Milan or Milan? Milan. God, I struggle with Milan for some reason. Milan. You can call it either, but... Depends what part of the world you want to pretend you're from, Ali. Oh, God. <laughs> I've got to pretend I'm Egyptian and say Milan. Okay, they want to get whoever they are. <laughs> uh, did win uh, a very hard fight, or they they kind of made it difficult for themselves against Sampdoria, but they did end up winning one nil with kind of a root one goal. Rafael Leao taking it first time, first touch, skinning the defender and scoring within three touches was an was a great goal. Um, but then now Milan are top and Inter and Napoli drop points together, so they went second and third. That was a really exciting game week. Um, Especially the Milan Sampdoria game, given the the Inter Napoli game, um, was very very good. Jacko scored an outrageous goal from it was like the angle was impossible. He had to turn, take the ball completely off the ground, kind of went into the bottom of the post and jump over the goal line. It was ridiculous. Yes, to be one of the most underappreciated strikers of his generation. Absolutely, I think it's because the eyeballs are all now on the Premier League, really, and. This year, I just does, just doesn't get enough coverage. I think Syria is the second well, best. Even when he was at City, he, was, he never seemed to make the headlines, even though he was doing ridiculous. He, score, he scored the goal, oh, the goal that equalized for them against QPR. Like, and um, then and then Aguero took all the headlines. Um, yeah. All right. Speaking of Syria, ah, tabs on Tammy um, this week. He's done it again. He's done it again. He, he keeps scoring. He keeps scoring. It's Tammy. What can I say? But, um... but Fergal, the results don't keep on coming. They've they they've drawn no. uh, another Desmond against a ten man Sassuolo, and uh, the position in Syria uh, seems to be teetering around. Oh, are we even gonna get Europe now? Which I don't know. I don't know. Jose Mourinho and all that. They're they're only. Oh. They're only um, what is this? Four points off of uh, four points off five, six, six off six, five, Yep, six off fourth. Um, I'm looking at the other teams around them. The other team, the teams in the top five: Milan, Inter, Napoli, Juve, Atalanta. Um, and, and then that's just a, just ahead of Roma. And the two Roman teams uh, side by side. Uh, forty-two and forty. So, yeah, I I feel like the other the other five teams are probably better than Roma, um, and it might be just what brings them over. But you know, when you've got Tammy in your team, you know anything's possible. Potent, you know, potentially still the title charge with Tammy in your team. So oh, the the fact that they have Tammy and having Jersey is disappointing. Yeah, it's a one man team. The guy can't do everything on his own. For God's sake, let's just leave it at that and go into. Just another fantasy pick. 
we've had two game weeks since we've been on. So uh, we had uh, Kevin uh, with yeah the uh, midweek game week. I picked De Bruyne. Ali picked Bowen. Uh, we both got eleven, and then George and um, and Harry picked Richarlison and Calvert Lewin, and then did very well. Richarlison got two, and Calvert Lewin got zero. I did say in this little mini mini sub that we uh, that we released on. In for the run game. Um, say what? They picked him for the wrong game, but uh, picked him for the wrong game. I I did say it's a it was kind of a questionable pick, just given everything that's that's going on and their general form. Um, and we uh, and I ended up being right. Bowen got eleven points, and uh, Kevin De Bruyne did get eleven points. So yeah, I I, I, I was happy with that. Finally, one of the one whenever I pick a big name, it, they, they don't get zero. Oh wait, I've spoken too soon. I picked Cancelo this week hey! and got zero. <laughs> uh, I thought, I thought, you know, I thought I'd avoid the pep roulette. You know, Cancelo's the consistent man, but what the one game where you would rest him, Norwich. Okay, Zinchenko gets a game. Great for me. So I've got zero this week. Um, and uh, George, George looked at Harry last week with Calvert Lewin getting zero points and said, "I'll have a bit of that," and he ended up with two. <laughs> <laughs> and that, uh, and then Harry and Ali have gone for the smart choice of going for the double game week of Mopai and Welbeck. Ali currently on six with another game to go against Man United, is it? Man United. Yeah. So I expect Man Mopai U- to bag more. And uh, Welbeck uh, for um, Harry, who's got two points, and then yeah, the other game against United. So oh, still uh, points to pick up this week. For me and George, it's it's been a, a bad game week this particular week. Current standings are Ali has broken the hundred point barrier. Yes, and has got is on hundred and six points. I am on ninety points. Uh, Harry is in third, uh, twenty points behind me on seventy, and George is on uh, sixty five, five points behind Harry. So. It's um it, it's spaced out now. There's the I I I think it. I've still got I've still got all of my special players to go. I've got the the two the second pick of of a of a player, and a triple captain, as well. And nobody's played the triple captain yet. Ali hinted in the chat that he knows exactly when he's going to use it. You don't have to tell us now, Ali. We'll keep mm-hmm. that suspense going for for whenever you triple captain the player. Ooh, ooh. Suspense. Surely you use it this week on Dan James for a double game week. <laughs> Daniel James. He did beat Tyro Minx to a header, but I think that says more about Tyro Minx than, than uh, Daniel James. He's beaten Tyro Minx and Ben Mee to headers this season. More headed girls in the Prem than Ronaldo and Kane. Which are both on zero. Impressive. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But uh, yeah, we we never knew that. He's capable of scoring headers, did we? Um, before he went to Leeds. All right. Um, I think we'll leave it there, as Harry would say. Um, but thank you so much to FJC for coming on and giving giving his um, insight on Leeds United. Um, I think it's a pretty conf- pretty unique football club. Let's not say confusing, but it's a it's a pretty unique situation there. Um, so it was good to have his insight. And uh, thank you to Fergal for. I- his participation. Thanks for letting me on. <laughs> letting me on. All right. Um, yeah, thanks for letting me on as well. 
<laughs> letting you on. All right, uh, you're welcome, and uh, we will be letting more people on next uh, next week with another uh, episode. And just before we go, for go on. next time, I promise we'll get you on after a good result for for <laughs> Oh, that that could be in a long time from now. Um, I I uh, put an, keep an eye on the Norwich result. That's the possibility. Next Wednesday, you're doing trade after a Liverpool match. Oh Guaranteed. yeah, good point. Yeah, do you think it's going to be an easy three points? Let's see. Let's see. All right. Um, thank you everyone for listening, and we will see you on the next one. Cheers.